let's get rolling. Hi, welcome to the Need Podcast. Loud. You it's are loud. It's, it's loud. Yes, yes, it's loud. Because I need to say what the podcast is. It's the Media Boat Podcast. This is episode 138. Today is the 28th, or wait, 29th, 29th. of August 2018. Um, the Media Boat Podcast, in case you don't know. We are your home for news about movies, television, music, and video games. Not necessarily in that order, but sometimes in that order. Oh, it's definitely in that order. Definitely in that order today. Uh, my name is Matt. His name is Mike. I'm Mike. He's Matt. We're covering the news of the past week. That's what we do. Yeah. Uh, news out. and thoughts and reviews. And as things happen, you're just going to... All of the above. Punch your way over to us. All, all of those things. You know, if more. you don't want to like keep with it on a daily basis, we're your... Weekly wrap down, wrap down, hang down, wrap down, come I down, I don't, shine down, I don't, shine down, <laughs> like that, like uh, like the band, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, yes. uh, so yeah, no, no that's a uh, collective soul. Yes, that's collective not soul. shine down. <laughs> Different. Anyways, uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, so yeah, let's Woo, get rolling tangents. right into it. Tangents all over the yeah. place. Let's get rolling right into it. Uh, we always start with movies, and we always start movies, with last weekend's box office. And we were wrong. Oh, yes. Let's get that, uh, get that out ahead of time. Because we had a rollover this week. Um, you know, when there's multiple monkeys in your bed, and they, they roll over, roll over, and then one rolls over and bumps his head. Right, and, and hopefully we get this stream actually working properly. Uh-oh, is it going in and out again? It's going in and out. Okay. But well, it's not going in and out. Is, is the uh, box office. <laughs> box office, thank you. Uh, back on track here. Uh, but yeah, we had a rollover last week. Uh, this week. Um, your number one movie from last week, uh, Crazy Rich Asians, is your number one movie again this week. Hey! What do you know? Uh, is number one again with $24 million. Is that good word of mouth? Uh, yep, that word of mouth. Uh, adding to his total, which le- reaches $76 million domestic. So uh, there you go. Another week at number one. It is followed, though, by The Meg at number two with $12 million. The Happy Time Murders debuts with a not-so-great $9.5 million. That is terrible. Plop in the water. Yes. You were right. You called it. Yes. You said that thing was not going to do well. Plop in there for a bit, Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> yep. Well, Mission Impossible Fallout 4 is your number four movie with another $8 million. It's uh, creeping towards 200 It's a 193 domestic right now. It should hit two by the end of its run. Yeah, I probably will. And then lastly, rounding out your top five is Mile 22. Mark Wahlberg in theaters again uh, at number five with $6 million. Just a real small $25 million. That's small. Uh, that whole domestic run. That is small. Yeah, not great for Marky Mark. No. Is he not the box office wonder that he used to be? He never was. Maybe he never was. Maybe he, maybe now that he's trying to be solo lead man without special effects, his true yeah. colors are showing, or his true acting ability is I can showing. see his true colors shining through. Yes, this is not a David Russell film, so he can't hide behind that. So yeah, those are your. Uh, that's your box office this week. Uh, no huge surprises there. Uh, but what your do, upcoming. What movies. do we have this week? This is uh, Labor Day weekend. Labor Day weekend this week, but no major huge releases this major week. Major huge releases. Uh, instead, we got these three. Uh, first up, you have Ken, which is the, I believe we covered this uh, when we were talking about announcements. Uh, it had something to do with the 
super not superpowers like super device or something and that was the last... power of friendship or something like that. Are you talking about Axel last week? No. Is this about the same thing? Because no, I definitely no, this, have heard about this. This is different. This is about a brother, uh, father, or son and brothers yeah. uh, who find a like futuristic weapon. Yeah, that's that's some, that's what I'm talking least, about. Yeah. yeah, and then like this gets passed on, and then uh-huh. trying to like save from the government. Unlike the other film that came out last week about <laughs> the kid who found a futuristic yeah. weapon and tried to keep it from the government. It seems strange, and I don't know if anyone will actually wants to see this, but here it is. It's there, if you it's want there. it. Uh, also this weekend, uh, Operation Finale. What is this? This is your World War II film, starring uh, Oscar Isaacs. As Oscar a, Isaacs. Oscar Isaacs. Thank you. Um, tracking down the last of Hitler's lieutenants, I believe. Okay. Uh... Want to say that's what it's about? I know it's World War Two. I know it's about Oscar Isaacs. Somewhere along the line, you're hunting someone. Possibly. <laughs> Somewhere along the line. It's a World War Two film in 2018. Yeah. Oscar bait, or <laughs> not? It's too early for that, but no, that's that what they were going for. So that's that's where throw we're it at. out there for the fishes. Where we're at for now. All right. Uh, the, also, lastly this week, you have Searching, which we talked about also last week. Yes, it got a limited release. Last week or two weeks ago, yes. it's actually going wide release this week because it's okay. doing so well. There you go. Okay, so those are your new releases. So before we move into movie news, did you see any films this week? No, no I okay. was going to, and then I didn't. Yeah. I sh- probably should have gone on Sunday, but I was just too out of it. That's okay. It saves us time. Let's move right into movie news. Let's get I know, this. But this also means I'm like quick. backed up on films, which I'm all backed up. It's fine because these aren't necessarily good films, so it's not like I'm literally missing out on anything substantial. Mm. Nope. That works because, yeah, we can roll right into news now. Uh, your first right. story is a follow-up story. Uh, a few weeks ago, we reported about how Disney had outed James Gunn from the company and from his uh, future work on Guardians of the Galaxy 3 due to some old-ass tweets. Well, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 now has been confirmed by Disney to be put on indefinite hold. Production for the third film is putting on hold for the time being, of course, as Marvel and Disney regroup after the firing of James Gunn. Crew members are being dismissed and are free to look for new, new work. The project was gearing up for pre-production in the fall, with principal photography set to begin next January. Uh, the timeline has been pushed out, says a Disney source, as there was never a set release date for Guardians 3 in the first place. No. Which is true. It's true. Marvel has these tentative release dates that they put out there, but they never attach to any specific project. People yeah. on the internet normally guess, like, oh, well, that this is probably what this is because it did well like in the summer, so and it's about that time it comes up again. But no, there is no official release date for Guardians 3. So they're basically just going to scrap that. They're still holding the release dates, but we may get something else in its place. Uh, This also does give Disney time to, if they want to finish the story, Mm. because they left off with the hint of Adam Warlock coming, which is a big Marvel story, that they actually just offshoot that into just Adam Warlock's solo film if they wanted to at this point now. So there's options. There's options. you're saying. Or they could wait for this whole thing to blow over Marvel to come back next year with Infinity War being the biggest thing ever, or whatever they call it, and then just say, hey, by the way, Guardians 3 is now confirmed with James Gunn. Yeah. Just, just bring him back. 
they have plenty of options. This is not necessarily the, the end of Guardians 3, but for now it is. But because it's Disney and Marvel, most likely it's not. It's just going to put on a hold. Okay. That's my two cents on it. I guess we'll find out. I mean, uh, at this point, they, they've kind of already screwed the pooch in a lot of ways with the firing of James Gunn about this series. Right. It's like they either have to spin it off, like you're saying, as possibility... Or they just bite the bullet and do something different with a third third installment, but I don't know if people are gonna like it. Do well because the cast is all on board with James Gunn mm-hmm. and yeah. supporting James Gunn. So, so if they would hire another director, to come back, yeah, yeah. You don't know. Uh, well, whatever happens, uh, we'll follow up on that story and we'll let you guys know first. Uh, let's move on then. Uh, our next story here is about. One of my favorites, the Looney Tunes. Hey, the Looney Tunes. We haven't heard from them in a while. Well, actually, we have. So recently, we reported about how Warner Brothers Animation was going to commission 200 minutes of shorts. Uh, brand new shorts starring the, the Looney Tunes. But now we're getting news about a theatrical release starring one of their favorites. Is it Bugs Bunny? It's not Bugs Bunny. Is it Daffy Duck? It's actually Duck? Uh, one of my uh, personal uh, faves. Elmer Fudd? Uh, Wile E. Coyote. That's not even in the top five. Oh, I disagree. The Coyote and Roadrunner ones are always good. Well, the, it's a it's a tandem combo. It's a one-two punch with them. Yeah, I I, 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 those were some of my favorites. Uh, I think my my favorites were probably like the Daffy Duck ones, and Roadrunner Coyote because it's never not funny to watch him like fail by his own design and I like, think smack into a wall, get crushed by a boulder, get blown up by dynamite. It's all great. And I think because like all that. <laughs> possible slapstick comedy yeah. the visual humor the visual gags I think that's probably why they went with him instead of the more high concept of anyone else yeah maybe because the project is going to be a theatrical re- released uh, big screen movie Ooh. so so far we know that John and Josh Silverman uh, who I guess were uh, running the sitcom Living Biblically Biblically wow. yes the showrunners yes. Living Biblically Living Biblically for CBS for CBS that show um, and they've been hired to write the uh, movie called Coyote vs. Acme, which is a great name for that thing. That's, that's a great thing. Uh, for Warner Brothers, of course, uh, Chris McKay of the Lego Batman movie is producing the project and looks to be what uh, slated to be the third Looney Tunes movie in the past 25 years. Can you name the other two? Uh, Looney Tunes back in action. Okay, we're going back in time, I see. Yeah. Like the other way. And... <laughs> Space... Space Jam was the last one? Yes. Really? Those are the last two Warner Brothers produced Looney Tunes movies. Wow. You have to keep in mind that pre-Space Jam, they would do compilation movies. Right. Like the, the 70s South, and 80s. Like the uh, mm-hmm. 101 Rabbit Tales. Yeah, or, exactly. Uh, the Those were the only theatrically one. released Looney Tunes movies. And then Space Jam was such a big deal because they were like, oh, we're bringing like making a real movie with these characters. Mm-hmm. Well, real movie in quotes. Uh <laughs> You know my opinions about Space Jam. Yes, with the greatest actor ever, Michael oh, A. Jordan. Yeah, he's so good. He's so good at acting. Yeah, he's so good that they uh, spin off into Michael B. Jordan. He's so good. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, the Silverman brothers, uh, back to them, um, I also worked on something called IASIP. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, thank you uh, for explaining that acronym. Border Town, Deadbeat, Good Vibes, and Free Agents. So, so they got around comedy. the comedy scene. Yeah, they've been at It's Always Sunny uh, for the past three seasons. Okay. 
uh, Living Biblically was their first uh, shot at being a showrunners. I think that failed. Yeah, sounds like it. I believe it did. I don't CBS. believe it's got canceled yet, but it's probably soon. Right. So yeah, um, that's that's a pretty uh, interesting slate of people. But I really don't think that, that you can't go too wrong with a movie about the coyote because yeah, it's really easy. All you need to do is do some really good visual gags and and um, and stuff like that, and you have that character. So. Now, do you voice the coyote? And no. So who? No. Okay. So <laughs> there's a firm line. So there was at one point they did some uh, later shorts. Yes. Uh, where he spoke. There was a short in front of some Warner Brothers movie where yes. it was the coyote versus. Blade I Runner. remember this. Yes. I don't remember what movie it was, but I remember It was a while ago, but yeah. No, it wasn't that long ago, because we covered it on our podcast, because it was an animation. Oh, wow, jeez. It was like maybe two years ago, like one of our first stories. Feels like longer. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, um, I definitely think that non-speaking coyote is a superior coyote to the speaking coyote, in my opinion. Now, do you give him a sidekick that does speak? Uh, like a fast talker. I mean, you might have to. You might have to, like, like a Acme representative or something. Yes. Yeah, I could. An see Acme that. representative fast talker says, uh, "Oh no, you can't do this because da, 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 then he does it anyways." Yeah, I could see that. But have just him react the whole time. Yeah, yeah, that would be that would be cool. There's there's ways where this movie could be really good. So I'm looking forward. Well, to there's two. So get on it. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, by the way, if you're watching the live stream, or wait, no, I should wait until it's done buffering here. Oh, okay. Yes, so if you guys. No, we're live. We lost it again. No, we're live. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Every time I move, it goes in and out. right? Stop doing that. All right, sit still. Nope. Okay, so I'm just going to wait until we get Just, just go ahead. It's, it's going good. I mean, no, we got the live. I'm trying to explain to them that we're having technical difficulties. Oh, yes. Once it comes back, but it's not coming For back. some reason, the live stream itself is like going yeah. boop, 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 in and out. We're having... <laughs> oh, just okay, I'm just going to continue. Just go. All right. Because uh, don't forget, this is also on a podcast form, which you can I catch know. unedited, yes. uncut, with all of this motion in the ocean that all we wave. motion in the ocean. Yes, all these audio waves. Yeah. All right, let's <laughs> go. we on. are a media boat. We podcast. are a media boat. Next story is about a cartoon character in his own right, but real. Dwayne Johnson. Hey, our favorite hardest working actor in showbiz right now. He is set to star as Hawaiian King Kamehameha in Robert Zemeckis' upcoming film The King for Warner Brothers and New Line Cinema. Okay, we're green again, so I'm just letting you know uh, if you're watching the live stream we are having technical difficulties. We apologize. Uh, But we'll be back soon. Uh, It's fine. No, it's still going. It's the same same link, same live stream, so we're good. But yeah, anyway, about King... Kamehameha. So yes, the film, uh, The King, is going to be based on a spectrum from Walt Randall Wallace, who wrote Braveheart, so, about the legendary king who was the first to unite the warring Hawaiian islands, which fulfilled the prophecy that surrounded his fabled life since birth. The plan is to shoot the film in 2020, since uh, Dwayne Johnson's Seven Bucks Productions will also be producing, and the fact that the actor is currently shooting Jungle Cruise for Disney in Atlanta. I well, forgot that that was a thing. Well, he's got that. Then he also has <laughs> that, if he hasn't shot it already, the Dwayne Johnson, Jason Statham oh, yeah. spinoff for Fast and Furious. Plus, they have Fast and Furious 9. Plus, I know we covered something else he was on. Right. <laughs> it's been. Point. There's been some things. Uh, but, but yes, yeah. uh, if, if you're wondering about his track record, 
with New Line. Well, yes. uh, he's made a lot of money with them. He's grossed $1.2 billion over mm-hmm. the course of San Andreas, Rampage, and Journey to the Mysterious Island. I think those are in reverse order they came out, but yes. Yes, but yes. Actually, no, I believe it was the order that they were released is Journey to San Andreas Rampage. Yeah, so Rampage this is all mixed up. Yeah, that's all mixed up. <laughs> I didn't think that's box office either. Yeah, I know. Uh, but yeah, so um, yet another Dwayne The Rock Johnson movie. What do you know? Hey, 2020. He's I think so, this is a good pick for him. He is Polynesian. Yes, I want to say this is, a, this is actually, this was actually a fashion pick because the script was up for auction. Oh, okay. And him and his company bid on it recently while he was in Atlanta um, shooting for Jungle Cruise. So he got it, took it to Warner Brothers New Line because he's worked with them and said, hey, I want to make this film. I'm Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> and who's going to tell him no? I know. I don't want the people. like, okay, uh, well, here's a list of directors we have available. Yeah. Ooh, give me this guy. Yeah, he's picking the litter, I'm sure. I know. Uh, director Robert Zemeckis. Yep. Working on that thing. Yeah, that, that's 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 uh, quite a prestige project then. Yes, uh, from the last film he did. No, his upcoming film, Welcome to, to Marwin. Yeah, it's not out yet. It's not out yet. That, that's his uh, next one. Ooh. That means there's going to be some, like, hardcore CGI in this thing? There could be. Uh... Yeah, maybe, maybe we'll ratchet this back a little bit. Yeah. Our, our hype for this. All right, let's move on, then, um, to the... In, if you want to complain about movies that haven't met your hype... Yes, uh, there's a website there are a lot of you. movies that have not met my hype. There's a website I, for you. Is then. it Meetable Podcast? Because no. this is where I complain about them. No, but also, yes. But, but no, I'm talking about the comments in Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, you mean... The aggregate scorer. The aggregate scorer, Rotten Tomatoes. Well, the good news about Rotten Tomatoes, there are new changes to the criteria for who and what it will allow on the platform. Hey, it's about time. First off, podcast and video reviews... I think that's us. Maybe. ...will now be considered in overall scores alongside mm-hmm. written reviews. Second, critic certification rules have been relaxed so that prolific reviewers who might not be full-time employees of a known publication are also eligible for the site. Lastly, there will be other changes that will be revealed in the forthcoming waves of announcements. To become an approved critic, the revised set of eligibility requirements include insight, audience, quality, and dedication, all of which are broken down on their website if you're curious. And I think all of which I qualify for. I I don't know about audience. (laughs) I think we failed the audience test. I don't know about that. I mean, I do have a platform to speak my mind. You have a platform, I suppose. Yes, Audience reviews do go out there. Well, not audience reviews, but my thoughts go out there on MediaBoatPodcast.com. And if Rotten Tomatoes have to be listening to this, yeah. yes, I do continuously catch movies, even though I had nothing to review this week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. All right, that's it for movie news. Let's move out of movies and into television, oh, where right. we always start with sports. With sports. So let's get sports over with. First up, right. we have the Little League World Series, and we mean the world because this involved international teams. Yes, U.S. versus international. Hawaii, the team from Hawaii here in the U.S., has beaten South Korea three to nothing Woo, to USA, win the World Series. USA. Yes, USA. I saw uh, former President Barack Obama on Twitter uh, think of uh, uh, congratulating the Hawaiian team on their win. Yes, because he is from Hawaii, this unlike what accurate. other people may say. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, in other uh, uh, sports news, 
Aaron Rodgers signed the largest quarterback deal ever, extending his contract to 2020. Uh, he stands to make close to 200 million dollars. Uh, that's so. At the end of the at the end of 2023, he'll earn 127 no 197 million dollars. With um, there's like eight million dollars worth of incentives thrown throughout that deal, so he could stand to make over 200 million. From playing quarterback, but on top of that, I know. I guess included in that deal is a fifty-seven million dollars signing bonus. Oh, okay. That's just for his signature on some paperwork. Yeah. Like here, here, here's my here's my John Hancock. Here's fifty-seven million dollars. So much money. Ugh. Fifty-seven million dollars for a signature. Uh, Aaron got paid. No discount. Double check here. <laughs> Yeah, he double checked, and there was no discount. He got yeah. all that money. Oh no, he got all that. He got all that, and then some. <laughs> then, lastly, in sports, we have the Baltimore Orioles mathematic mathematically Mathemat- eliminated from playoff playoffs. Yes. So, um, they're, not only are they last in the division, what to them? not they're only just are they bad last this year, in, not only are they last in the division, but if they were to somehow win out all the rest of their games, and everyone else was to lose the rest of their games, they still wouldn't have enough still games to. Be. Qualify for the second wild card because uh, there are that many more teams ahead of them. Wow. Now, granted, there's still about 45 games, 50 games left in the season still. Oh my God. And they've already been eliminated. That's ridiculous. They're the first team to go out. Boom. Well, Knock them out. Uh, then I apologize, all you Baltimore fans out there. <laughs> next, Maybe next year. Or the year after that, probably. What a season. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Anything else in sports before we move on to television? Uh, yes, this is the last week of preseason. Okay. Which means we're going to... Football. A football preseason. Which means next week is going to be the season finale for Hard Knocks. Okay. Uh, with the Cleveland Browns. Uh, this also means that it will be your last week to get your fantasy drafts going. I know because I'm going to do mine on Saturday. <laughs> Probably a good plan. Or my second one. My third one? Yeah. Second one on Saturday. I'm going to do the third one sometime next week. Uh, we'll I gotta get that, that going, but yes. Uh, and then there is also LeBron's new special um, because this is TV and sports. LeBron has a new special on HBO called "The Barbershop, The Chair, The Town." <laughs> I forget what it's called, but he's basically sitting around a barbershop talking to Snoop Dogg and Candace Parker, okay, and just basically talking. About everyone? About, about politics? About whatever the hell he wants? Sure, yeah, whatever This is an HBO special yeah, series? Yeah. But yeah, check it out. It's kind of interesting. I mean, it's just basically just a bunch of rich sports people talking about, you know, politics and stuff. So, if that's interesting to you. <laughs> it is not. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, then, uh, that'll do it for sports then. Let's move on. To television news proper, but the first one's not really television news, it's more like internet television news. Yeah. So, twitch.tv uh, is the website that uh, people usually watch people play video games on, but every once in a while they also do ridiculous marathon streams of television. In the past they've done episodes of uh, Doctor Who and Power Rangers. I think we covered the Power Rangers stuff. I think we did. Remember, you watched some of it, too. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, But this time, they're doing something that I think I might actually check out a little bit of. 
Is it something longer than the other of those? Way longer. How long is it? They are streaming more than 900 plus episodes of Pokemon. <laughs> so yes, the, of course, Pokemon <laughs> television show, which has been airing in uh, Japan and the US since about 97, so over 20 years now. Yeah. Um, they will be airing every single episode in every single movie in the lineup. So, uh, this includes uh, the orig- uh, all the way from the original first episode all the way to the end of the XYZ TV season. So, everything before the Sun and Moon series. Right. They um, probably don't have any rights to that no, yet. No, they don't still, have the rights to that yet. It's still going soon. on. Uh, but that's not all. They will also be screening the movies, as I mentioned. That's 16 different movies. That's basically everything except for the most uh, recent... Uh, uh, oh, uh, everything, all the movies except for four, uh, which are also rights issues. Those four are Pokemon Forever, Pokemon Heroes, Jirachi Wishmaker, and Destiny Deoxys. You know the reasons why they don't own those movies? Disney. Yes! Because those... <laughs> yeah, that's not a joke. It's actually Disney. That's actually 100% accurate. That Those were the years where the Pokemon movies were distributed by then-Disney company Miramax. Since then, the rights after the Miramax whole explosion happened right um they i guess still hold on to those distribution rights i mean technically it's yeah. still under a disney but right. yeah uh everything else is from four kids four kids Entertainment? so the four kids stuff ended up being folded back into pokemon company Park. okay so, so that's why they pokemon. have rights to everything else right the first uh the first three movies were technically distributed by warner brothers right but i believe those folded back into the four kids stuff after that it's really just these four movies that are weird, middle outliers. Except, so, outside of maybe Pokemon Forever, yeah. uh, the other three are just, hey, we have a new Pokemon we want to show off. Actually, you know what? I kind I remember liking the fifth one, Heroes. Heroes? I kind of like that one because it's kind of, it, it's set in like the, their fake version of Venice. Was that the Latios and Latios? Latios and Latios. Okay, that one was I actually good. I liked that one. That one they was got, actually like, the, good. They got like the villain ladies who are like, Kind of Team Rocket, but not really Team Rocket. Yeah, like, that was a fun movie. That was the last one I liked. It's the one with Lot- <laughs> where Latia Latias falls in love with Ash or something. Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. But yeah, that was the last one I actually remember being like, "Yeah, I liked this." The rest of them are total boring <laughs> crap fests. Hey, we want to show off this legendary uh, Pokemon. It's gonna show up once. Which I mean may actually like have come at the age I was when I saw it. I was still fifteen when that thing came out, so still young enough to be like, ah, oh, yeah, I can still enjoy this. By the time the rest, yeah, I just was I wrote all of those off. And now you've wrapped all the way back around where you can enjoy them again. Maybe I don't know. I haven't rewatched that one in a long time. I have it on DVD. Hey, we, we could just pop that in if you wanted to rewatch. Hey, that. we should be popping that thing in. Maybe. Um, anyways, but yes. Um, so this started, this uh, marathon stream started on the 27th, so it's already in progress. We'll continue well through probably into 2019 because of how much stuff they have to get through. Yeah, all that content. Uh, so yeah, uh, that, so check that out on Twitch if you're interested in Pokemon, Pokemon, and more Pokemon. Yeah, I mean, so just in general, there's uh, 168 hours in a week, and there's over 930-minute episodes. Yeah, so there's a lot. So yeah, they and movies. Add movies. Movies each ranging from 90s. an hour to an hour and a half long. Yes. Yeah, it's a lot. Plus, the, yeah, it's also including the shorts uh, premiere in front of them. Oh yeah. Well, actually, not necessarily. Not necessarily. They did eventually stop making shorts. Right. Yes. 
So, also, I don't know if there may be a rights thing there, too. Okay. Anyways, let's move on to our next story, which is an exciting one. In our weekly Netflix story, this week we have another Netflix Netflix deal making. Yes, this is the one you told me about. Uh, so, yeah. So, um, Netflix has uh, picked up another creator, uh, which is something they've been doing for the last year or so uh, pretty avidly, picking up uh, famous people from uh, who produced other uh, popular television shows and grabbing them to make their own television shows at Netflix. Well, the newest one on the slate Who's is... Who's the newest acquisition? Alex Hirsch, creator of Gravity Falls. Hey, I know that name. Yep. Yes, Gravity Falls may be over, but Alex Hirsch, uh, I'm sure, has plenty of ideas in the hopper. He's made a deal with Netflix as uh, as the their anima- adult animation has gone way in overdrive. I mean, they just launched Disenchantment from uh, Matt Groening. Mm-hmm. They have BoJack Horseman, of course, coming yep. into its fifth season. They have Big Mouth, Big which Mouth. is getting its second season, I believe, by the end of this year. Yep, they have F is for uh, Family. F is for Family, which I don't care about. Uh, <laughs> it's still adult animation, it doesn't matter. It is. Uh, yeah, so yep. like plenty of shows and more to come, uh, including another uh, another one by one of the art directors on BoJack, uh, the one with the yeah the other the, one. the the um, the talking uh, parrots right yes so yeah there's a plenty of stuff coming um, and and Alex Hirsch uh, will develop his own new series for Netflix. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be filled with a bunch of mysteries yeah. and side gags and other oh, stuff. yeah, and your references. Your assumption that he would uh, take advantage of uh, of his more weird side on Netflix ended up being true. I follow him on Twitter, and he yeah. tweeted a um, a screen cap from Gravity Falls of all the characters, like looking like all like mischievous, and he said. Yeah. Your, our, our face when we realized Netflix has no standards and practices department. And I was like, oh man, he's going to have so much fun. Oh, uh, that weird Regeddon was weird. Like, yeah, if you thought it was already kind of creepy and weird, just get ready. Yeah. He can be as creepy and weird as he wants. He gets a blank check to uh-huh. do whatever he wants uh-huh. now. So yeah, Ooh. he is a little busy at the moment, though, yeah. as he is currently co-writing the upcoming Detective Pikachu movie. Speaking of Pokemon, hey, speaking of Pokemon. in this week. And he was also a contributor on this uh, this November uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. At December release. December's. Uh, so that that's the animated Spider-Man multiverse movie yes. for Sony. Yes, yes. So the yeah. Weird one. So uh, the that's Miles good Morales one. What do you think he's going to do? Weird stuff? I mean... I, <laughs> could literally be anything. Could be anything. I mean... We we know that he's friends uh, with Justin Rowland, who does uh-huh. Rick and Morty. Yep. And you know how weird that gets because right. that's Adult Swim, basically uncensored. Yeah. Yeah. So it could literally be anything he wants. Yeah, it'll point. be really really cool. I'm really excited to see what's in the hopper, but we probably won't know for probably at, at least six months. Probably twenty. Yeah, twenty. I would say we won't even have an announcement until next year. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm excited to see what he does. But yeah, I, I want some. I want some some deep lore here. Yes, g- give g- me all the yes, lore. Give me the lore. Give me this new world. I want to dive myself into already. Yep. That's not even been created yet. Yep. All the hype is here right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, there's no such hype for the next story, uh, which is. Uh, meanwhile, on ABC, they're still developing that Roseanne spinoff, The Connors. Why? Because a lot of people watched that Roseanne revival, and they had to cancel it, but people still were, are going to watch this. Just okay. wait. All right. Question. Do you think there'll be more viewers now that Roseanne is canceled? I want to say that there'll be a lot of, 
what they call car crash viewers, which oh. is like where people are just want to see what it is. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised if that's actually correct. I wouldn't be surprised if like the pilot episode of this thing is like sets ABC records. Well, what what will they do for the pilot episode? Well, let's find out. So the ABC revival without Roseanne will premiere later this year. Uh, John Goodman himself has confirmed that Roseanne's character will be dead canonically and gone from the beginning of the series. Ooh. So Roseanne is the character is dead on that in that universe. Boom. Dumb. Um, he also noted that the series' initial cancellation uh, resulted in his depression um, and that his character on the television show will also go through the same feelings as his TV wife is dead. Interesting angle. Interesting angle. Uh, to have like uh, it's his a character kind of in mourning. It's a comedy, but yeah, mourning. Yeah. I mean, the, the one that comes to mind is Eight Simple Rules because John yeah. Ritter died and they had to do like Every, the family reacting. The family yeah. reacting for the first like two episodes. I think this is potentially interesting because it could also involve them kind of grappling. They could maybe work in some of the real world stuff about actual Roseanne and mm-hmm. have. Him and the family kind of grappling with that as well. I wonder how deeply they go that direction. That could be that could be really interesting. Either that, or they bring in someone as like a moral check compass for Maybe. the family to quote right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, it's, it's a weird it's line a... to walk because you don't want it to seem like too like, like we're going pandering super left there, or, or you don't want it to be too like too like obvious or too like talking down to the audience right no never talk down to your audience yeah so it's tricky it's a tricky line to walk but maybe they could do some sort of commentary on what actually happened i don't know okay but he did say uh john goodman also said one extra thing he believes that Barr is quote not a racist unquote mm-hmm. but the new show is set to debut this october so okay. we'll see all right how do you kill roseanne i mean they already did it so i'm sure it'll say like at the beginning of the first episode what they did, I don't know, it could literally be anything. They could have had her, like, get hit by a car. They could have had her fall down a well. I don't know. <laughs> they could have had her, uh, uh, I don't know, run into a tiki torch at a, a Nazi rally. Anyways. <laughs> what? Uh, wow. Sorry. <laughs> it's a television character. It's fictional. I can make it up. <laughs> literally be anything. Let your mind go wild. Wild, 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 wild. All right, back to reality. All right, let's move on. Our last story is a cool one. If you're a college student... And you know I am. If you... No, you're not. (laughs) If you thought that it was a good deal that Spotify and Hulu were bundled uh, for $5 a month for college students, well, do I have news for you? What? That bundle just got sweeter. Ooh, candy? No. Sweet? Showtime. Showtime? Showtime will be bundled alongside Hulu and Spotify for the very same charge. That is a total of, of sum of Spotify's premium for students, Hulu's limited commercial plan, and a Showtime subscription. That would be 10 8 and $11 respectively if they were normal priced, all for the low, low cost of $5 if you're a college student. So it's basically 20 bucks worth of material. Yeah, for five, five bucks. Existing student users that are already in that bundle can add Showtime, while new users will get the first three months of the service just for 99 cents. Not bad. Yay, not bad. I mean, it is Showtime, so what are you getting? Billions and... That's it. And movies, I guess. So, I don't know well, why anybody whatever has movie. Showtime. I mean, it is cheaper than, than HBO Go. 
Yes, I guess. But so, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I could see, I could see this as a as a play from Showtime trying to get more viewers. I mean, it's an easy way to backdoor yourself into yeah. number of subscribers who could possibly check you out. I mean, Ray Donovan's a hit on yeah. Showtime. Watch every episode of Weeds. I don't know. Dexter, catch yeah, on Dexter. Watch Dexter, even though. Even though it sucks. On, well, but. well, no. One, all the seasons are on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, that... Uh, just don't watch the last season. Yeah, just don't. Yeah. But, I mean... Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a good way to up Showtime's numbers of viewers. Yeah, probably or, or, or just to say, like, hey, we have all these possible viewers to advertisers. It's like, yeah, but there's also Hulu numbers. It's probably mostly what this is. Uh, I don't know. Uh, somebody, this game. is for someone. This is a numbers game. All right, let's move on. Uh, that was be it for television news. Did you watch any television this week? Any of note? Any yes. Television of note? I watched that new magician thing on Netflix. Uh, Magic for humans. Yes. I believe. Yes, that, that's the thing that was on right before we went live. Yeah, that looks like that sucks. Say. You were watching one of the weirder <laughs> parts where the guy was trying to do magic with a robot. Okay, I have to. I have to say, for full disclosure, I hate magic. Oh. I think it's stupid. Oh. I've never liked magic. You're one of those guys. There was one time oh. uh, when I was around like 14, 13 or fourteen. My parents got me for my birthday a magic set. I used it once and never touched it again. <laughs> I was like, I am not interested in any of this. I don't want to spend time practicing any of these tricks. Who am I going to show these tricks? It meant nothing to me. I think magic is dumb. Anyways, tell me about magic for humans. It's actually a pretty fun show. Okay. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Uh, I mean, it's still, I haven't finished it, but... It's cool. It's it's a magic TV show that does a lot of like live up close magic, and it's not in the, like the big stage. You have to be like seven hundred feet away in order to appreciate it. But it's 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 nice. They try not to do a lot of cutting and editing, so it's one fluid magic. They do for uh, TV effect because you have to. Yeah. But for the most part, they try not to do it, which is kind of nice. Um, and each different episode is a different like quote unquote subject he goes after uh but it's it's fun it's popular people like it <laughs> it's magic it's but, magic but it's, not like, but it's also not like chris angel mind freak where you're gonna be like grossed out Ew. over yeah, it no. no this is like up close david blaine magic like youtube david blaine magic <laughs> i'd rather watch the youtube videos making fun of David Blaine. The one with Mikey Day? Yeah. I'd rather watch those again. Yeah. Cheez-Its. <laughs> Alright. I didn't watch anything else, so let's move on. Um. Well, oh, well, I finished Disenchantment. Oh, yes, you did. Uh, I just want to briefly say, I don't think the, the final episode of the, the first half of this season is that great. I think it has to go through a lot of plot, and thus there's less time for jokes, and so I didn't have as much fun. But the middle of, like, the middle episodes of this thing are amazing. I think some of the best television all year. Yes. But it does not end well. I watched the first two episodes of Disenchantment. 
Um, I see promise for it. So mm-hmm. we're like right in the middle. Yeah, you need you know you need to get to the, the third or fourth because that's where it gets. Really I think good. that's where I'm at. Third or fourth. Well, we should watch that after this because uh, they're really really good episodes. Well, you know I can't really watch them while we're doing this because hey, I'm talking. I mean later. I said after. <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's move on then because uh, that's all I watched. Uh, yep. Yeah, uh. Haven't uh, watched anything new. You since. already mentioned Hard Knocks. Yep, Hard Knocks. We'll have our wrap up next week on that. Yeah. And yeah, other cool. than that, um, no. So no, let's move into new. cancellations and renewal. Okay, so what do we no longer have to worry about? Well, there are things coming back and things not coming back. First up, IFC's Baroness Von Sketch Show gets a fourth season. Uh, that is their all female sketch show. Uh, seems good. I've heard good things. I have not seen it. Who is America? I'm America. Uh, no, apparently you're not, because uh, you were canceled after one season on Showtime. Uh, that's that Sasha Baron thing. Oh, wow. That, 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 that Sasha Baron thing? So it, it's not canceled, it's just not picked up for a second season. So, yeah, it's just gone. It's, it's, it's basically done. in limbo, because they could shop it around to somewhere else. That's true. But other than that, yeah, it's basically canceled at this point. USA's Mr. Robot. Well, guess what? If you're a fan, the fourth season will be its last. Sorry, Canceled after four seasons. Sorry, Rami Malek. You'll find other things to do. All right, those are the only two characters we know on that yep. show. <laughs> <laughs> two. One and two. One Done. And two. Uh, that is it for cancellations, renewals. Let's talk about some deaths. We got some, a uh, couple big ones here, or one major big. Or yeah, I guess we do have a couple. Big major ones. big one. Uh, first up, Silvano Cambeggi, age ninety-five, was a Italian film poster designer. Designed posters for Casablanca, Singing in the Rain, Breakfast at Tiffany's, as well as others. So, iconic designs. Yes. Uh, like, I say those, and you probably have images in your head. Yes. Like, that's how iconic his design is. Yes. Uh, by the way, it's not... Ita- it's, it's, he's not... He's, a, he's not... Move. He didn't he's design the posters film for Italian, Italian films. films. No. He was an Italian he's film a, poster designer. Yes, he was, he was a <laughs> film poster designer who happened to be Italian. <laughs> he did not just work on Italian films. Yes. No. This Sorry is the Italian, came out that way. The Italian version of Casablanca. No. Just straight up Casablanca, that famous poster. Yes. He designed it. Yep. Uh, the famous Singing in the Rain poster. Yep. He designed yep. it. The famous Breakfast Tiffany poster where he's doing the cigarette. He designed it. Yep. Next up, uh, Neil Simon, age 91, a famous playwright. Uh, he wrote, among others, Biloxi Blues, The Odd Couple, The Goodbye Girl. All sorts of, uh, of, of famous shows. He won Tony's in 1965, 1985, and 1991 for his work. So Woo! That's a long work. He went decades. I mean, 91 says yeah. it right there is that he went. He had a very long career. Well, 65 to 91. Mm-hmm. That's and then he's still live, kicking around mm-hmm. after that. Well, no, I'm saying age 91. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. You, you oh, yeah. See yeah. Right. The last Tony in 91, but also age 91. Yes, that's what I meant. That's super confusing. That's what I meant. He, yeah. he, he has to, last Tony in 91, and then you're still kicking around. Yeah, still kicking around. Till now. Uh, but yes, uh, he will definitely be remembered for his contribution to Broadway. All of those shows. Very important. I mean, he was like 70s. Yeah. Like late 60s, early 70s. Yeah, even in the 90s. Yep. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, hey, so there's still time for me to win a Tony. Next one, um, uh, former senator and former uh, presidential candidate John McCain, age 81. Yes. I'm doing this because I have to. He was a member of the U.S. <laughs> Senate, of course, since 1987. He was a POW. He was, of course, in 2008 up for uh, the Republican nomination for president um, alongside, uh, you know. The guy who won? No. I meant, like, his running mate. Oh. <laughs> the governor's. The governess. 
Yeah, uh, yeah. Mm. Tina Fey. Yes, along with Tina Fey. Yeah, uh, along with Tina Fey. Tina Fey. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Sarah Palin, we'll say it. Yeah, Sarah Palin. Uh, uh, I was just, yeah, there's things I could say. Matt, stop working. Um, stop working. Not not a person. Not personally a fan. That's how I'll leave it. Stop irking. Gosh. Irking. Anyways. Uh, well, lastly, Leonard Skinner, guitarist, Ed King, age 68. Uh, yeah, Leonard Skinner. Uh, he actually wrote or Sweet Home Alabama. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. All right. Well, let's use that music segue into our music segment of the podcast. Sweet Home Alice segment. And we have start music with the Billboard charts. All right. Well, who's on top? Is who's it Drake? on top? No, it's not Drake. It is Ariana Grande. It is... Well, we'll get there. Give me some sweetener. First up, we actually have singles. Your Hot 100 oh, yes. list, which is your singles chart. Number one song in the country is still In My Feelings by Drake. There's Drake. Number two is Girls Like You, Maroon 5. Like Number three, I Like It, Cardi B. Number four, Fifi by 6 9 and number five, Better Now by Post Malone. If it sounds like that hasn't moved in two weeks, that's because it, it hasn't. hasn't. However, what has your albums chart is indeed Give a me shake sweetener. up this week. Give me Sweetener. Yep, number one album in the world, right, or the country right now, is Sweetener by Ariana Grande. Oh, uh, but she's dancing all over Nicki Minaj's second place. Uh, or uh, Pete Davidson. Uh, <laughs> she's dancing speak. all over Pete Davidson as, as we, we speak. speak. <laughs> uh, number two, Astro World, Travis Scott, uh, moved down a notch. Queen by Nicki Minaj moves down to number three. Scorpion by Drake is hanging on to four. And number five, Beer Bongs and Bentley's by Post Malone. Hey, it's still, still there. there. I thought it would be gone. Although, so notably, hard. number six and seven. Uh, number six is The 30 Greatest Hits by Aretha Franklin oh. after her death. Yep, got that And book. number seven, I just thought you would like to know, All of It by Cole Swindell. Cole Swindell! Made the top ten, just barely. Well, like, number yeah, one number country seven. album, then. Number one country album by But, Cole. yeah, Swole Swindell. Swole Swindell. <laughs> so those are your Billboard charts. Upcoming releases this week. This is another week where there's something for everybody. All right, what do we got? Aaron Lee Tazjan with Karma for Cheap. Sure is. Alkaline Trio with Is This Thing Cursed? It might be, but I'll listen to it. Maybe. Amos Lee with... My New Moon, mm-hmm. Anna Calvi with Hunter, Iron and Wine with Weed Garen, Mascot. Weed Garden. You missed the D. I missed the D. <laughs> <laughs> Weed Garden. Mascotic with I've Tortured You Long Enough. Megan Trainer with Treat Myself. Hey, Megan Trainer for all you pop fans. Menace Beach with Black Rainbow Sound. Muncie Girls with Fixed Ideals. The Pineapple Thief with Dissolution. That's a great name. The Pineapple Thief. <laughs> Troy Sivan with Bloom. Wild Nothing with Indigo. And also, uh, 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 you don't have this, but I'll add this in. The, uh, my pick of the week. Uh, Saint Seneca with their new record, uh, Pillar of Nah. So, nah. all those are coming out. Yeah, that wasn't on my list that I saw. <laughs> well, it's on mine. <laughs> it's on your watch list. It's on my watch list. Moving on. Our listen to... list. Music news. Okay. First up, suicide prevention. Don't do it. That's our suicide Don't do prevention. suicide prevention? No, we do want people yes. to do suicide prevention. Yes, don't do suicide. Suicide prevention campaign. Uh, their famous members of many bands have joined the I'm Listening Mental Health and Suicide Prevention campaign. These include members of Pearl Jam, Linkin Park, and the Stone Temple Pilots. Obvious reasons uh, for two out of three of those. 
the second annual I'm Listening campaign is set to take place on September 9th in the U.S. with a two-hour broadcast on television to help kick off the National Suicide Prevention Week. In addition to Olympic swimmer Michael Phelps and NFL player Barrett Robbins, the campaign will also feature members of Third Eye Blind, Nothing But Thieves, and Hailstrom, as well as Alessia Cara, BB Rexa, and 30 Seconds to Mars' Jared Leto. It's uh, Academy Award winning. Jared, Jared Leto. Leto will be there. So there you go. Um, right. I hope they raise some money because that's a great cause. Yeah. Uh, they did it last year um, following the, the death of Chester Bennington. Right. And I think that's actually what kicked it off. Yeah, I think you're right. So this is kind of the, the uh, uh, second annual, I guess you could call it. Right. But I believe they did raise a lot of money last year. Right? We yeah. covered it, right? Yeah, I believe we did. I, I think, we, think did. we did talk about that. Yeah. But yeah, great. I, I really hope this, um, uh, of course, uh, increases the volume on the, the cause because it's a very important cause. We've talked about multiple times on this podcast. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. uh, this is good. All right. I'm trying to think if that's when that 1-800 number yeah. song premiered. It was around the same time. Yeah. Uh, that was a hit around that time. Right, because that was the suicide prevention number. Right, yeah, it was. But yeah. Uh, so, um, definitely check that out on September yeah. 9th. September 9th. Yeah. All right. Uh, 9-9. Let's uh, move on to our next story. 9-9. 9-9. Uh, next story is about uh, famous uh, 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 Michael Jackson. Oh. Uh, but you know, Michael Jackson. Is he still making music? Uh, kind of. Sony Music has conceded in court that they released three fake tracks sung by an impersonator. Uh, that's not good. On his first posthumous album, Michael, in 2010. The three songs were Breaking News, Keep Your Head Up, and Monster. Eddie Casio and his production company, Angelixen Productions, LLC, claim that these songs were recorded in Casio's New Jersey basement in 2007, but failed to provide any concrete evidence to support it. Sony Music's lawyer has released a statement denying that they conceded the vocals to be fake, which doesn't make any sense. You can't say one thing in court and then have a a press release say something else. So what they said was that, (laughs) yes, the initial bass track is Michael Jackson, but they brought in vocals, backup vocals to enhance it. Yeah. And then they also produced over it. So while the original um, vocals are still Michael Jackson and it's still Michael Jackson's song, they just did a lot to it uh-huh. in order to make it not a Michael Jackson song. And that's was the that's what the courts right. are arguing. Sorry, I was I was giggling at myself because I found some Taco Bell cheese in my shirt. Oh, um, <laughs> Taco Bell cheese shirt. <laughs> Taco Bell cheese is my shirt. I don't know. Anyways, um, no, I'm glad what, the stream was active for that. Yeah, yeah, that's what um, we want to hear. That's what we want to see. Just you digging around your finding hair. cheese in my shirt. <laughs> um, no, I was gonna say I read a, a brief article um, about this uh, story today, and it was basically saying that Sony was basically admitting is like, yeah, we're basically like we're we're allowing posthumous releases to use voices that aren't Michael Jacks. Mm-hmm. And that this is pretty much opening the door in the future for other people to do this. Right. Well, they're they're claiming artistic freedom, yeah, or artistic liberties by doing this. But it's I, weird, right? It, it, that's a, definitely I mean, a gray area. The subject of a posthumous release is kind of gray in the first place. Is like, what are you? Are these finished tracks? Are these like half done tracks? How? What are you doing to finish them? It's like you always have to ask those questions. I think. It, well, also. Because all those like famous artists are becoming of that age of death, mm-hmm. that 
Well, that's a, of the age, but just the age dark. of death, which is so just dark. Oh all, like, like musicians are dying all the time, but we're just in a, such a world right now where, <laughs> like, all these like unrecorded tracks are like right. being discovered yeah. or being reworked and re-released, like Prince's album. We're in the end of days. I get it. Yeah, the end of days. Yes, it's, it's the apocalypse. I, yes. I follow. Yes. Like, I mean, the Franklin's going to come out with a new posthumous oh, album. No, like, no, let's not talk about months. that. Let's not talk about that. That's not going to happen. Prince did it. Oh, boy. Here we go. All right, moving on. Please, let's move on. Like I said, like, this is a whole, like, can of worms that nobody is really prepared to answer because there is no concrete answer for any of this. All right, let's move on. Instead of talking about death, let's talk about not dying. So, living? Uh, or, yes, I think. Yes. 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 I believe this story is about not dying. Yes, this is actually a good story right, by so... a decent rapper guy. Uh, yeah. Well, it's Drake. This is our Drake story. Yes. This is week. Drake week. Um, well, Drake was in the news this week uh, because he visited someone, a terminally ill girl. Uh, she had successfully undergone heart surgery just days after a visit from Drake. The 11 year old had been diagnosed with cardiomyopathy. Myopathy? Myopathy. Cardiomyopathy. Myopathy. Cardiomyopathy. Yes, there you go. Which causes heart failure. He visited her after she used the hospital's blog to make her birthday wishes. She also did the Kiki Challenge. Do you know what this is? Yes, I do. Which is to uh, perform two drakes in my feelings. In the hope that he would see it and meet her. What, uh, so what is the Kiki Challenge? So remember at the wedding when, when Lily said that she... Did the Kiki to the bartender Kiki, and then the bartender Kiki gave her drinks? That's sure. what Lily was talking about. Okay. Anyway. I didn't know what she was talking about. <laughs> now <then>. you know. <laughs> uh, Drake uh, granted her wish when he arrived at the Chicago hospital before performing later that week. In February, he gave a young student $50,000 for scholarship after reading one of her essays. And his video for God's Plan showed him giving away his entire $1 million budget for the video... To random people in Miami. So basically, Drake's on a streak of giving people things. I think he's trying to get it on that uh, Chance the Rapper train. Maybe. I mean, he's got money to spare. I, I mean, yeah. He's got... I mean, he's still in the top of billboards, as we just mentioned. Yeah, he's, he's making he's, money. He's got all that money. Like, over I'm sure you can easily give away a million dollars and do all this stuff. Oh, Plus, this is good publicity will for him. It's true. Publi- yeah, it's goodwill, publicity... Stunt yes. statements? Publicity statement, yes. Sure, let's call it that. Yes. All right, let's move on to somebody who uh, needs some goodwill, because uh, he looks pretty bad. Kodak Black. Oh. Court docs were filed in Kodak's criminal case, explaining that the course is terminating his probation based on the recommendation of the Department of Corrections. If you're wondering what happened to Kodak Black, back in April, the rapper was sentenced to one year in county jail, even though he was facing up to 12 years behind bars. Kodak Black killed, pled guilty. Wow, I cannot speak right Welcome. now. Welcome, he pled guilty. Pled guilty we covered to this. two probation violations, including driving on a suspended license and associating with people committing crimes. Yeah, we covered this back in April. This As a result, fun. the case is officially closed. Yes. Uh, so yes, well, uh, he's done. Uh, he's covered his um, probationary period. Yeah. He's is technically a free man now. <laughs> Technically, um, I say that because he, if he still associates himself with this kind of stuff, it's only a matter of time until he gets back into it. Who knows? And that's just speaking from not experience, but other people's experience. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, let's move on to video games. Oh, okay. Because I don't think we have any thoughts about music this week, do we? Uh, I listened to the new single from Panic at the Disco. Okay. And I liked it enough to where huh. I played it again. Alright. Um, well, I stand corrected. Then. It's an anthem song. Uh, this is... But it's also Panic at the Disco, so it's not really yeah. like my jam, per se. Sure. But I could, it's definitely got the, uh, the looping um, chorus several times over to where it's catchy. I liked it. I liked it enough to where I didn't hate it. So that means it's decent. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah. All right. Let's move on then to video games. Ding, 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 ding. Yes, I got nothing else yep. for music. All right. First up in video games are new releases this week. Do you have anything for music? Uh, no. Okay. That's why I skipped it. The first new release, The Messenger on Switch. Donut County on PS4. We'll be talking about that a little later. Yeah, we will. Naruto to Baruto Shinobi Striker. <laughs> Is that a, a, a father-son a chat? Yes. A video game for yes. Uh, that's on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Divinity Original Sin 2 hits PlayStation 4 and Xbox One as well. Pro Evolution Soccer 2019 on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. And Strange Brigade for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. It's a lot of PlayStation 4 and Xbox One right there. Hey, a lot of, finally, some crossovers. Finally. Our first story, though, is a major downer. Major, major downer. downer. Uh, as you may have heard... During a Madden 19 event in Jacksonville, Florida, a gunman opened fire. David Katz, a 24-year-old from Baltimore, Maryland, entered the game bar where this event took place on Sunday, opened fire with a semi-automatic handgun and killed three and wounded eight others. The event was being live-streamed on Twitch in Cutaway just before the gunshots could be heard. Yeah. So this is the first of its kind for a video game event. Uh, of course, we've covered uh, similar instances that have happened during music festivals. Right. But um, also note that this was live stream. So yes. this was people were watching this across yeah. the country. And it happened right in front of their eyes. Uh, yeah. I went back. I didn't have to catch it live, but I did go back and watch two clips back to back from each other. One was of the day before where uh, the gunman was actually participating in the event, and then he lost, and as he was leaving, he was yelling obscenities at yeah. everyone as he was being escorted. All you could hear was the obscenities because of the camera angles. But, and then the next clip, that immediately after that, was the actual uh, shooting that took place. Yeah. It got cut immediately, but you could still hear people screaming in the background, the gunshots going off, and someone clearly saying, what did he shoot me with? Ugh. Oof. Oof. Ouch. Yeah. It's Ugh. definitely harrowing. It's yeah. definitely not something you want to go and no. look up. But it's also something that is a thing that now we have to discuss. I don't want to discuss it. Yeah. I'd rather not. But it's something that has happened in our lifetime. So yeah, the the usual things here, uh, I mean, we really need to reconsider automatic weapons and their availability. Mm -hmm. um, I think that uh, yeah, uh, things need to be uh, taken more seriously on a governmental level about that kind of thing. Um, but really, we've talked about that before. There's not really much I can more add, uh, more than I can add at this point. We've talked about it a lot on this show. Uh, the other thing I want to mention is that kind of follow-up to the story is that uh, EA went ahead and canceled the rest of this Madden 19 tournament schedule. Right. They will no longer be taking place 
um, as so they can kind of recuperate, like get figure out what their uh, security uh, situation is when they do eventually relaunch this. Right, but even according to FBI, the hardest thing you can stop yeah. is a lone gunman. Yep, it's it's not an easy task. Um, it's going to take some uh, thinking to figure out uh, how to prevent something like this can happen. But of course, obviously, the root of the issue is not looking like it's going to be solved anytime soon. No. All right, let's move on uh, to something a little happier, please. All right, I have some good news for all you Nintendo fans. Well... They are tearing into some of your favorite games. Yeah, this isn't so great, but at least it's not as dire as the last story. If you're somebody who was making your own Pokemon game using the creator Pokemon Essentials, well, guess what? Nintendo's cracking down on you. Boo. Nintendo's gone after the 11-year-old fan game creator for Pokemon Essentials. The kit, in case you didn't know, is a role-playing game maker allowed users to design their own Pokemon adventures. The size used full tile sets, maps, music, and sprites from the official games, just ripped straight from them, as well as all the classic mechanics required to basically make a Pokemon game. Catch and collect. Uh, it was used to create popular fan game Pokemon Uranium, which I have actually heard of, which was shut down two years ago following a reported copyright notice yes. uh, takedown. from. we covered that. Yes, we did. So yeah, um, uh, this is yet another kind of story about Nintendo just cracking down on IP use. Yes, uh, a couple weeks ago we talked about them cracking down on uh, DDoS's yeah. or D- um, emulators. Yeah, this kind of makes sense though, like because these are actual sprites. They're from the straight game. up ripping sprites from the oh, game. Oh yeah, like it's is one it... thing to make a create like a fan created sprite. Oh, yeah. It's another thing just to straight up take the code. And I'm sure that nobody is making any money from these games. I actually am not sure if that was the case for Uranium or not. I do I believe was Uranium for was sale. free. Okay, so yeah, it, like it's for sa- if it's free, then yeah, there's a little bit of a gray area here about whether Nintendo does have the right. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it is their copyright. So I don't know. Um, this is this sucky for people who were like, you know, doing their first uh, taste of game development on this thing because I'm sure a lot of people were. Yeah. But, uh, so that's kind of the downer here, but other than that, though, you know, it's, that's copyright law. I don't know. It's weird. Theory. Yeah, in theory. Well, no, 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 <laughs> not in theory, but okay. posing a theory here. All right. Is Nintendo possibly on, making uh, a Pokemon, Pokemon creator? creator? I mean, it's possible. That would be bomb. They, they uh, did a Mario. They did a uh, Mega Man. Well, they didn't do a Mega Man. Well, no, yes, that on it, but it exists. But yeah, uh, uh, the, they did Mario Maker. That's pretty much their only example of that so far. Right. I don't know if Pokemon would be next. I think they would do a Zelda creator before they would do a Pokemon creator. You mean like a Zelda dungeon creator? Yeah. Yeah. Like a yeah, like a top-down Zelda game creator. Yeah. I bet that would happen before Pokemon creator does. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion. Yeah. I don't know. Well, because I try to think like, like, doing a Pokemon creator would be cool. But that's such an expansive world where you have to have X amount of gyms and X amount of roads, routes uh, to have a complete game. And then it's not something you could, like a Mario Maker, run through in two minutes and then jump into the next one. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Unless you do it like that where you set up like rows of different Pokemon battles. Maybe. I don't know. I feel like they're they're too busy trying to launch actual Pokemon games right now. Yeah. I don't know if they'll have time to make a Pokemon creator anytime soon. All right, right. let's move on. All right, where's Pokemon Stars? Hello. 
Get ready for Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu. Those are the ones they want you to find. Yes, let's go on to the next story. Yes, let's go Marvel Strike Force. You know it's a dead week when we have a story about Marvel Strike Force in the news. Yes, because I used to play Marvel Strike Force and I stopped probably because of this exact reason. So it's currently on the receiving end of some harsh words from people on the internet. After the newest Nick Fury event required players to have a full team of Kree minions. If you're wondering what this means, those Kree minions do not reliably drop in the game and are considered suboptimal for normal game situations. They're basically the weaklings of your team, and yeah. there's no way you would even train them because yeah. there's plenty of other more powerful characters that you can train up. The game will, however, offer you to boost your boost to your squad for a mere $99.99. So we're talking $100 for a mobile game. That's not even for the complete mobile game. That's for a subdivision yeah. of some characters in order to get the one you actually want. All that does is unlocks the set for you and starts you on the path for the grind to the set of Kree. It will not give you all the Kree. Marvel Strike Force reportedly racked up 10 million installs over four months and earned $25 million. So no wonder they're doing moves like this because they're making money on this thing. Oh, yeah. Well, this is also one of the reasons why I actually stopped playing is because <laughs> it was back uh, right before, right around Infinity War yeah. when they were doing the Deadpool launch for this. And I couldn't get Deadpool because... I ran out uh, because the initial like raid they did for it would not, no matter what, how many times you did it, would not give you enough of the proper coins oh, to unlock him. You had to pay to do it multiple times on top of it for the chance of unlocking him. Oh, that's a pain. It is a pain. And that's when I realized that, wait... I can't get in by doing it the normal freeway. I, you're going to make me pay <laughs> in order to unlock a character I want. Right. That's why I went no and then stopped playing it. Yep, good plan. And then this still happens so, yeah. where I know that I personally only have two of the Curry uh, characters in my uh, roster, but they're at such a low base because I don't play them or use them that for me to then up those, level, those guys' levels on top of trying to acquire three more would be A, impossible by myself doing it the freeway, and B, I'm not going to pay to do this for a Nick Fury character, right. no matter so how popular he is. Yeah. And that uh, and just this outrage here caused several like YouTubers who only did the Marvel Strike Force to basically call Foxnet out on their BS <laughs> and disavow the game to all their users. Yeah. Needless to say... For um, all their followers. Mobile games still have issues, and this is just proof of that. Right. And I thought Marvel was going to be the different one. I thought this was going to nope. be the one that breaks the mold, because nope. it was good, and it was free. Nope. And I was praising it. No, nope. None of them are saved. And then this happens. None of them are safe. None you you are know safe. how much I like that game. I know, but none of them are safe. I should know. If this wasn't going to happen, I was going to put it in my top top five of the year. Well, guess not. But no. Not, not anymore. No. You ruined it. Good job, Foxnet. You ruined Marvel. Let's move on. Our last story is really only kind of about video games. Well, it's on a video game network. Sony Interactive Entertainment has, in, has collaborated with Ideas United and its collaborative creative collective, We Make, 
and has announced the release of five pilots produced for the PlayStation Emerging Filmmakers program. Yeah. Each original episode was created as part of an initiative and aimed at harnessing the creativity and diverse talent of budding filmmakers. Out of hundreds of submissions, ten concepts were chosen, and their creators got the opportunity to pitch their ideas directly to PlayStation executives and film industry professionals. From there, five concepts are greenlit for pilot production. All five pilots are available now to stream on PlayStation Store, and will also be available on PlayStation View soon. So, uh... I read the cool. the concepts for these pilots. Yeah. I do not like any of them. Well, <laughs> then, there you go. So maybe don't check this out, but it's kind of cool that it happened. Yeah, it's kind of cool for first-time filmmakers, yeah. but because they are first-time filmmakers, their concepts are... They're bad? Not necessarily bad, but, like, <laughs> first draft out there, like, un- unreined in. Yeah, sounds like Yeah, it. like, I think two of them revolve around, like, spy families... One of them is about a filmmaker who's trying to trash someone else's film at a competition. Uh, one other one was about a music-related one. It was, it was just all like all 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 five were all over the place, and none of them sounded in- any remotely interesting to me. Mm-hmm. To where I was like, no, 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 thank you. Yeah, no thanks. No. All right. But hey, I mean, good for Sony on doing this and actually following through with it, not like. Canning it or putting it off the side, like saying, "Hey, right, it's over there." Yeah, good for them. Yeah, but it's on it's on their network. If you want to check if it you out, want to check them out. They're there. Yeah. All right. Well, that is it for video game news, which means we now get to talk about video games we played this week. All right. First uh, off, we'll start in chronological order. So you first played you the new game plus of God of War. Yes. So uh, you know how I was saying God of War needs something more for me to get back into it. Well, it did. Well, it did. It came up with the new God of uh, New Game Plus, and I enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, well, one because it's God of War, and that story is great. That story is solid, but also the ability to skip scenes works. It's cool. It it's actually fast in the loading screen time too. In between it, um, you don't. I mean, you do miss out on stuff, but at the same time, it's fun. Uh, not necessarily fun. It, <laughs> it, it, it moves forward. I would hope it's fun. No, 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 no. I mean, it's not like fun because you already played it. Yeah. But it moves. It moves everything quickly along to where you can. I mean, you have the option to where you can stop it. Skips in. You know what it is. Yeah. Uh, but the one thing I do like is that they upped the chests. So now you have armor plus modes to to get through, and that's a fun uh, thing that they did because because you, you it, it opened up all the chests, uh, it it forced you to reopen up all the chests instead of just running through the game. Uh, but the actual armor you get is fun. It's cool looking. It's nicely done. Uh, I am about a quarter of the way through it because I moved that fast, but it's. It's fun. I'm glad I got back into it. I'm glad New Game Plus exists. This is the purpose of New Game Plus is to get people back into playing your game because it is that good and you want to immerse yourself back into that world. Yeah. So, well done, uh, Santa Monica. Yeah. Uh, so- Sony Santa Monica Studios. It continues to be a good game. It continues to be a good game. <laughs> Turns out. Possibly game of the year here. Possibly. I don't know. Uh, we have to talk about another... <laughs> Potential game of the year contender. Oh, really? <laughs> wow. Okay, so Tubble, game of the year contenders here on 
episode one ninety seven. I don't know how serious I am yet. I did just play it for the first time today. And you beat it. And we finished it. We yes. both have finished this game. We played Donut County. Did do what now? We played the Donut County. Oh, I love some donuts. I love donuts as well. And I love Donut County. Yes, yes, you do. You're laughing through that. It's hilarious. So Donut County uh, is kind of, I guess you could call it an indie game. It's an indie game. It's by Annapurna Interactive. Yep. Yes, that Annapurna Annapurna. from the film, people. So, uh, Donut County is on PlayStation 4, and it is, so, how do I put this? It's like, have you, you you ever played a Katamari Damacy? Not in a long time, but yes. But think of Katamari Damacy, except rolling stuff up. Instead of rolling stuff up, you are a hole, and things are falling in you. Hey, it's that. Basically, the mechanic is very similar, where you start out dropping small things down you, and then every small thing you drop makes your hole bigger. I'm so, trying to put this in a way that doesn't sound sexual. It, so it's my stomach. Kind of, yes. The more you eat, the bigger your bigger stomach, your stomach gets. gets. Well, yeah. in this case, the more the hole eats, the bigger the hole gets. And your whole gets just keeps getting bigger and able to absorb bigger things. I see where the sexual is there. I know. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so you'll start out like doing, uh, pl- getting plants, and by the end of the level, you'll be absorbing entire houses and mountains. Yeah, and mountains and rock and formations and, and farms, yeah, <laughs> trees. It's like stuff like that. So it's that uh, basic kind of gameplay divided into levels. With a fun, whimsical story to uh, to connect everything. And by whimsical, we mean whimsical because you're talking to animals. You're, talking to, you're a, in a town full of animals. Uh, you mainly are dealing with a human and a raccoon um, as the raccoons slowly take over your city via the use of holes under the guise of a donut shop. <laughs> uh, the story goes some interesting places. The characters are a lot of fun. You get to meet each of the kind of like the, the neighbors in the, the community each have a unique personality and just the dialogue's really funny and well written. Um, I've seen the dude who created this game. I've seen his tweets on Twitter before and he's a funny dude. Um, he uh, Espinosa? Uh, ben Esposito. Esposito. Uh, yeah, he knows some uh, some people that I follow on Twitter. I should follow him actually. He's pretty cool. Hey, you gotta um, follow back. I gotta follow him. Uh, no, he's not gonna follow me. Uh, but yeah. Hey, we're uh, talking about his game though. A lot of people are probably talking about this his game right now. Uh, but yeah, um, it, it's a really witty uh, uh, um, script. The characters are fun. Uh, the look of it is really cool and stylized. I thought it's it's kind of got like a cell shady kind of cartoony look to it. Where it's got a Firewatch look. There's no, but even more so where there's no like there's no textures on the characters really. It's just that yeah. they don't really have faces. It's just these animals or this person and they're just very very clean very uh polygonal kind of look to it mm-hmm. the music is cool uh there's a unique track for each of the levels it's like does really interesting things it matches the vibe of the game really well um and yeah the gameplay evolves in a really cool way it starts out very very simple and then as the game progresses you find out there's cool tricks you can do with your hole like if you absorb fire you can make smoke come out of your hole and <laughs> There's <laughs> no way to talk about this game no, without you, it sounding dirty. You can put corn in your hole. You put corn in your hole and heat that up and then popcorn comes out of your yes. hole. Yes. You can put rabbits in your hole. You can put rabbits in your hole and then rabbits will fuck in your hole. <laughs> and they'll make more rabbits in your hole. 
Hey. Do you want rabbits to fuck in your hole? Yes, I do. In Playtona County. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh. You, you, you cracked. You got there. Speaking <laughs> of cracks, you can put an egg in your hole. You can put an egg in your hole. I don't know. Put whatever you want in your hole. And then it all kind of escalates to, to the coolest thing, in my opinion, the last couple levels. The boss fight. It turns into like a like I don't I almost said real video game, but that's kind of mean. <laughs> a traditional. You know what I mean? It gets into video game tropes towards yes. the end of it a little more than I thought they were going to, and it's hilarious. They do really really great set piece style design in those those levels that are just amazing. It's a fun environment. It's easily probably the the most uh, the the most I've laughed in a video game since last year's Night in the Woods. You. You liked the uh, individual oh. comments. Yes, the one the of the best things about this game is that the trash. Everything, just like Katamari, everything that you collect is chronicled in a encyclopedia of things, and they have written a comment for each and every thing, and they are hilarious. I don't even want to spoil them for you. You need to read them because they're really, really funny. And go through all of them. Yes. Because you'll be rewarded. Speaking of being rewarded, yes. that is my one gripe about this game. Yeah. Uh, I told talk to you about this off podcast, right. but if you are a completionist like me, who wants to get a platinum trophy like me? And it's <laughs> easy because there's only like ten of them like me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, there's only one of me. <laughs> but, but uh, in order to do the completionist uh, trophy, uh, the platinum, you need to look the stuff up on the internet about what to do. Because throughout the game, there's two trophies. Well, one, three, two of them are hidden once you complete the game. And two of them are so absurd in what you have to do <laughs> that nowhere in the video game would it tell you, would it tell you what you need to do. Yeah. It's, you literally have to look it up. And have someone tell you this is what you need to do, in order to, to get the trophy. Which I think the purpose of that is for replay, like it's it's so that we, you don't get everything necessarily the first round. It wants you to go back to level select and be mm-hmm. like, well, I wonder if I missed anything if I tried this. Because one of the things I notice in those comments and the items, there's a couple of comments that actually say, hey, maybe you should try this. In the uh, uh, towards the end of the game in the lab level, it says, oh, this book. You should try left, left, down, grab. And I'm ah, wondering if there's a way to do something with the grab is. wall that doesn't the game doesn't communicate to you, but put it in the, the encyclopedia of items so that way if you did wonder, there was. So that's where it there's is. another thing in there too. I forget where that was, but it was like a that's, similar That's kind. in the chef one. Yeah. Oh, that's what it was. It yes. was like the perfect, the perfect soup, soup for the for the chef bird. Yes. Is that a certain amount of shakes for the So salt. that's where it is. So yeah, so it's in the, it's game. In the game. You just have to dig for it. Yeah. Which is, I think, is smart design. It is smart design. So yeah, it's it's definitely but a there game. Are, but there are two that are hidden that yeah. you still need to look up. It's definitely a game that wants you to replay the levels. Yeah. And I definitely will go back to replay some of the levels, not just to get those uh, trophies, but also because they're just dang fun, man. That game is so much fun. Yeah, it is. It's a lot of fun. It's a very simple, deceivingly simple almost, premise. And it's one of my favorite things about it is is up until the very end, it is stress-free. There's no time limit to these levels. Mm-hmm. There's nothing attacking you. You can literally take as much time as you want 
to solve the puzzles that it presents to you. And I love that. More games need that. Sometimes I don't want a time limit. Sometimes I don't want enemies attacking me constantly. I know that makes me sound like an old man, but that's just what I want from video games these days. It, the vibe of it in that way reminded me a lot of Gone Home. And it's also similar to Gone Home in a way where it's only about two hours long. So it's not a huge time investment. It's chill, and you can kind of take your time with it. And it doesn't get very video gamey until the end of it, just like Gone Home. <laughs> so yeah, it's, 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 um, I think it's a really, really cool game that if you're not like super like into oh i need this to be super challenging for example if you're burnt out on god of war here's a palate cleanser oh yeah (laughs) yes if if you don't want any of like the hardcore action deep lore games here's a simple one plus it's only like 10 bucks or it's about it's 12.99 yeah it's 12.99 uh which i think is worth it especially if uh if you're someone like me who will use this in the future as, you know what, I'm just going to play a level of uh, Donut County to chill out. Mm-hmm. It's fun. I love the world that it presents, and I already want something else in this world. I want to learn more about these characters. I want to live with these characters for a little longer. Also, just something I want to pop in there. I don't know if you noticed this. The game also mag- ma- manages somehow to put in actual moral lessons. Oh, Not yeah. once, but twice. One about friendship, mm-hmm. and, and lastly, the whole thing is kind of a metaphor for gentrification, <laughs> and it's kind of amazing that I didn't realize that until the very end, and it's kind of great. So yeah, yeah uh, the game definitely has a message too, which is great for something so silly on the surface. It does have something it's trying to say. Yeah, it's silly. Yeah. It's, but it's fun. Yeah. It does take itself too seriously, which mm-hmm. is good. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, there's a certain charm about Definitely. it. Very charming. Yes. Yeah. Incredibly charming. And you're right. That music, I'm going to wrap about, right back to yeah. this music. It's fun. The music is fun. Yeah. The uh, middle, the mid uh, level select at the end of each level yeah. is definitely very fun and catchy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it's a great game. Yeah. So yeah, uh, if that sounds good, twelve ninety nine is a small price to pay. That's a night at the movies, and this is basically what you're getting: a two hour experience, three hours, very compact yeah. that you could also return to in the future if you want. Yep. Um, it's it's I think it's a very very well done thing. Uh, so if that sounds like it is up your alley, go check it out. Donut County. It is currently only on PS4, but I would not be surprised if this shows up on Steam and Xbox. It is on PC and oh, it is, is it? on iOS. Oh, okay, got it. But that is it. I, I noticed that. I wouldn't because. be surprised if this got an Xbox One port maybe later this year. I, I, also, this, this I like think this is a no-brainer for Switch. This is a no-brainer for Switch. Yeah, so... Especially with the touchscreen ability. This yeah. is a no-brainer. I wouldn't be surprised, though, if the reasoning is probably because it's a smaller team. Maybe. And so maybe you it's can't not... You can't report it. Yeah, it's not as easy as, hey, why don't you port it? it, it well, because we can only afford a PlayStation team. We can't afford Xbox or Microsoft team. I was being facetious. I obviously know. It's harder than that. No, no, I know. <laughs> anyway, I know it's harder than that. <laughs> I, I'm just trying to play it off. Yeah, but hey, speaking uh, of playing it off, are you gonna play me off right now? That's all we played. 
So yeah. that's it for the Media Bowl podcast this week. Uh, I did play two bowl games, but ah, they're old bad. and they don't care. They're, and they're not, I'm, they're not new. They're not new. They're not new. They're dumb time wasters. So let's move on. So I'm not going to mention it. So that's it then for video games, and that is it for the Media Bowl podcast. We All right. One this week, just an hour and change. All right. Play me off. Plug me in. All right. Let's wrap it up. This was the Media Boat Podcast. If you want to see us live, where hopefully we don't have as many technical issues, we will be back next Wednesday at 8 p.m. Pacific on our YouTube channel. All you have to do is go to YouTube.com and type in the search Media Boat Podcast and you'll find our channel. You can subscribe and get notifications when we go live. It's really cool like that. If you want to hear the audio version of our podcast, we're on Apple Podcasts under Media Boat Podcast, as well as any RSS feed-driven podcast catcher of your choice. I recommend Pocket Casts, if you need a pocket catcher, by the way. They are not a sponsor, but uh, they're my favorite, and they're the easiest and most re- uh, organized of them. Just, they're on uh, Android and iOS. Just plug in the RSS feed? It's really good. Yes. Just search in Media Boat Podcast, and you'll find us. If you want to see our stuff we've written in the past, go to MediaBoatPodcast.com. That's our website where all our written works are collected, including reviews of movies from earlier this year and last year. If you want to see all sorts of things that we watched and enjoyed or didn't enjoy. You can also find us on social media. On Twitter, we are at MediaBoatCast. On Facebook, we have our page under MediaBoatPodcast. So search us there and leave a comment. You can also... Uh, find us on twitch.tv where we occasionally play video games although uh, right now uh, mike is playing through the new game plus on god of war so check that out as he continues that yes uh we will be getting spider-man yes next week spider-man will be uh coming in soon coming in hot on the 7th of september so we'll be getting a copy of that hopefully soon yeah so that will be next week yep. but the week after so we'll have right. our next podcast and we'll have our thoughts on the following one soon yeah, soon. 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 We'll, be, we'll be streaming that right when it comes out. Spider-Man. Uh, then also, uh, uh, you can also find us on uh, Patreon.com if you want yes. to help us out with money. If you want to donate uh, some, to, some money to us, you can donate as little as just $1 a month, which is so small. You probably don't even know where a dollar is. Uh, you can use that dollar instead to pay us. That money will go through to making our content even better than it is making exclusive content just for our patrons, all of the above. So get excited, donate to us on our Patreon, uh, Patreon, and you'll help us out a great deal. And that will do it for the Media Podcast. That will wrap us up. That will wrap us up. We'll be back next week for a hopefully technical issue-free episode. So tune in next week. For now, we're yeah, gone. It'll, I mean, the playback will be fine, Yes, but it's the live stream. Yeah, I know. Ah, but anyways, thank you all for tuning in, right. especially if you're listening on the podcast. Yep. We really appreciate it for sticking with us this long, yep. uh, even though this is one of our shorter episodes. But you can check all of our other episodes out right now, and thank you for tuning in. We'll be back next week. Bye. I'm dragging this out on purpose. Okay, bye. 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 bye.